Hello everyone, my name is Christopher Mesfin and welcome to another episode of Vaitcast. Today we have another interview conducted by our very own Rohan Rao. Before we get into the interview though, if you haven't seen any of our previous episodes of Vaitcast, check them out. Currently, all of our episodes are in the series of interviews we've conducted, but soon we do plan to branch out to exclusively members of Vaquit being able to express their own opinions on vaping. With that, in today's interview, we have Dr. Dennis Suick, who is a physician who will talk some more about the adverse physical impacts of vaping. With that, I'll give it over to Rohan. Hi, I'm Rohan Rao, and I'm here with Vaquit. Today, I'll be inter- interviewing Dr. Dennis Suick. Uh, I'll let you go ahead and introduce yourself. I'm Dennis Suick. I'm a physician uh, and have worked in pulmonary disease and intensive care since the uh, early 1980s. I graduated from medical school in the mid-1970s. In the last 10 years, I've worked uh, at uh, the VA hospital in Columbia, Missouri and at the University of Missouri Medical Center in Columbia, Missouri. So first of all, obviously, you come from the perspective of someone with uh, more scientific knowledge than the average person. So uh, as a pulmonologist, uh, what are some of the dangers of vaping that you know of that you would like to sort of educate the average person on? Well, I think the foremost thing that they have to understand is the uh, human body and the lungs in particular um, were not designed to inhale uh, any kind of uh, fumes uh, or smoke um, without expecting to have some kind of inflammation or damage left behind. I think uh, it's important to understand that it's not just vaping, but any kind of smoke or inhalation can damage the lungs. Um, it's pretty well shown by the fact that uh, the in, increase in uh, pollution in the environment leads to increase in lung disease. So when you go from a a macro like that down to a micro where you're directly inhaling uh, any kind of uh, substance into your lung, it's not surprising that there can be a lot of toxins associated with it and inflammation. Okay, yeah. Um, And so uh, just regarding like vaping in in particular, you know, uh, because that has a lot of uh, dangerous chemicals and whatnot, uh, is there any data that you know of that suggests that that could be, you know, harmful, harmful to the lungs or anything like that? Well, I think the, the easiest way to approach this and understand it is tobacco cigarettes uh, have been shown to be quite dangerous and everybody pretty much accepts that. Um, but, you know, tobacco usage was minimal until the late 1800s and then it progressively increased and it wasn't until mid 1960s that we had an absolute determination that it caused cancer. Um, and so we're now almost 120, 150 years <clears throat> since tobacco really was introduced and increased. And now everybody accepts that it causes multiple problems. Vaping has only been around for maybe 20 years. <clears throat> and it's not surprising that there's not a lot of data that absolutely demonstrates the damage it can make and what percentage of the population who uses vaping will be damaged by it. But just knowing the physiology uh, of inhaling any kind of substance, even substances that you can eat 
and drink, but when you inhale them can cause damage. Uh, it's not surprising that vaping can cause problems. So as of about a year and a half ago, the CDC reported that there'd been 68 deaths directly attributed to vaping and over 2,800 hospitalizations directly related to vaping. Now, you can say that's a very small percentage, but you have to understand that it takes a while to accumulate epidemiologic information and the demographics until just recently, people wouldn't admit to vaping or admit to what they were vaping. Um, and only in the last couple of years uh, have they even come up with a description of what causes, uh, what is what's labeled vaping induced lung injuries. It's called uh, uh, vaping associated, e-cigarette both vaping associated lung injury, E-Valley, E-V-A-L-I. Um, and as of a year and a half ago, as I said, there'd been about 3000 people admitted to the hospital with that, that is documented. Now, how many more were hospitalized? And, that, and you've got to understand that's just in the United States, that doesn't include the rest of the world. Um, and while the CDC is trying to accumulate data to show how prevalent the damages, at the same time, you have a vaping industry that's a multi-billion dollar industry trying to suppress that information. And it's almost exactly uh, congruent with the way the tobacco industry spent 70 years trying to make everybody believe that tobacco was a good thing to do and to smoking was not harmful. And it was not only a matter of people not being able to figure it out, it was a matter of the fact that the tobacco companies were actively suppressing the information that people needed to know that uh, they were damaging themselves by using tobacco. And that's exactly what the vaping industry is doing now. So if you go online to try to find out facts and information, you'll get just as much erroneous information as you'll get, and maybe even more erroneous information, and you'll get actual facts that show what the true dangers of vaping are. Well, yeah, that's definitely a good point. Um, so just in general, because I mean, a lot of um, a lot of youth are, you know, falling for this and, and starting to go into vaping. What would you say, you know, from a from a medical perspective or uh, for the from the perspective of someone like you, what would you say to someone who's considering starting vaping? Well, I think it's analogous to uh, Russian roulette. Um, if the, your parents oh, gifted you with the appropriate sort of genes, which we have no way of marking, you may be very resistant to the inhalation of chemicals that vaping you would be associated with. But if you're at the middle of the bell-shaped curve or on the bottom of the bell-shaped curve, even a few instances of using uh, vaping can cause significant damage. And damage is anywhere from dry mouth to progressive lung injury where you cough and can't breathe to coughing up blood to acutely being sick with fevers and chills <clears throat> and uh, gastrointestinal uh, complaints of uh, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, abdominal pain. So it's easy to say, you know, someone who is vaping and have no problems and in fact feels good from it, but there's no guarantee that if you take it, uh, that you'll 
be equally happy and you may have significant problems and wind up in the hospital and unfortunately may die. Uh, it, the vaping has been shown to cause uh, significant toxic inflammatory effects of the lung and it's broken down into about a half dozen or even a dozen different particular disease syndromes um, so that there is sort of a host of different damages. The short story is, is that you can't breathe and you cough and you may or may not get better if you quit vaping. Clearly there's a dose response relationship being that the more you vape, the more likely you are to have problems and any problems you have, the worse they'll get. Uh, again, unless you're just a lucky person who just doesn't get damaged from these uh, substances that you were inhaling, period. You gotta understand that nobody has studied the various chemicals that are put into the vaping material and it's just assumed that, well, they're natural and so they can't hurt you. But there are many different chemicals that have been isolated, um, including uh, vitamin E, which particularly has been found to be injurious, and tetrahydrocannabinoid, <clears throat> or the marijuana for everybody's apparent thing, the active ingredient in marijuana. Uh, those two have clearly been associated with lung injury. And everyone in the industry says marijuana is good for you. And no one denies that marijuana can give you a high or maybe uh, address anxiety or some other things, but it also has, if, if not an addicting property, uh, a habituating property, uh, which leads people to use more and more. And the more you use, uh, the more lung damage you get, uh, if you're susceptible. So just like tobacco doesn't affect 100% of people that use it, neither does vaping, but it's a significant percentage, we think, and we're still trying to find out what that percentage is. Yeah, that's that's definitely a good point for sure. Um, yeah, just in general, um, do you have any other sort of remarks you'd like to make um, regarding this? Well, I think it's it's basically a matter of, you know, it's a, it's a known toxic substance. Um, how severely toxic it is, we're still trying to find out. But, you know, human beings are notorious for using toxic substance. I mean, everybody knows that alcohol is a poison to your body, but a lot of people use alcohol. And if you use a minimal amount, you don't have too many troubles. If you use it in an overwhelming amount, you have a lot of troubles. We don't know how much vaping smoke or vapor uh, is needed to cause injury in the majority of people. Uh, it may be that you can get away with it, uh, but again, if you're the unlucky one, just using it once may cause irreparable damage that you never recover from. Probably if you use it a little bit, you're better off than using it a lot but that's true for almost all poisons and toxins. Um, and so I would just suggest that using any kind of substance that your body can have an abnormal or a pathologic response to is just not real bright. Um, even if it apparently is cool or socially accepted by your peers, if your peers don't know what they're doing, then 
you're doing the same thing doesn't make for a, a happy ending, unfortunately. And having dealt with a lot of uh, similar lung injuries uh, that vaping causes, I can tell you that they're very unpleasant if you do survive them. Um, and recovering from them is not the easiest thing. And sometimes you can't recover from them. Um, I've not personally taken care of somebody with uh, E Valley, um, but I was sort of transitioning out of uh, intensive care practice uh, when it started really coming up. It really wasn't discovered until 2019 or at least labeled. Um, but it's clear talking to my colleagues around the country that more and more people are coming into the hospital with damage from vaping. And hopefully in the not too distant future, uh, we'll find out just how susceptible people are and how toxic it's going to be. Hopefully it won't take us 120 years like it did with tobacco to find out what vaping can cause. All right, thanks Dr. Suik for your time and for being willing to do this interview. Thank you so much for the insightful interview, Dr. Suik. The physiological harms of vaping definitely cannot be understated, and this interview definitely shone a light on the inherent physical harms that are there. Like I said before, if you haven't watched any of our previous episodes of Vacast, you definitely should, as we've covered aspects like addiction before. Now finally, before you leave, I urge you to check out our website at vaquit.org and follow all of our socials at vaquit.org to get more info and find some of our other resources. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you soon on another episode of Vacast.